Hello, my name's Stuart from Inspiring City and this is Art Related Noise, the new name for our podcast with the Art Republic Gallery in Brighton. For this episode, the first in our second season of podcasts, we're speaking to Joe Webb. Known for his collages, he uses imagery, often from the 50s, to create otherworldly creations which promote a sense of awe and wonder. To record the podcast, we met in Lewis. The town in East Sussex is known for its quirky traditions and its plentiful book and charity shops. It's a place that Joe knows well. Living close by, he gets his inspiration through walking around the town and seeing what material he can find for his work. This is Art Related Noise. We started experimenting with painting. There's so many avenues of art. We're surrounded by images. Just being lost in this sea of possibility. Announcing that I was going to be an artist. It brings the work I do alive even more. They could be part of this work as well. Everyone's got their own personal connection to something. Hello and welcome to this first episode of the second season with myself, Stuart from Inspiring City and um, Joe Webb is an artist that we've seen for a good while, known for his collages and we're here meeting in uh, sort of ho your hometown, Lewis. Isn't that right, yep. Joe? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the reason why we're, we're meeting in Lewis is because this is, it's a sort of source of inspiration for you, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, the way I work, I kind of, I work from found imagery so I kind of like go looking for old magazines and books that inspire me to create a collage and uh, Lewis is kind of perfect for that because there's so many bookstores and antique shops and charity shops selling sort of quite old interesting books. I kind of just head out into town now and again and follow my nose and kind of go on instincts and try and find, find something that will trigger an idea for my next artwork walking around town, looking for things that inspire me and uh, seeing where it leads. So it's like old bookstops, old, old charity shops, and you're, just, you're literally just browsing. You're just seeing what takes your, your, your fancy. It's kind of like uh, one of my favorite artists, uh, Robert Rauschenberg, he, he used to go out of his studio and walk around the block in New York and just try and find things to work with. It could be like an old door that's been discarded on the street or some rubbish or papers or posters that he would then take back to the studio and work with. It's kind of that approach that I like to take where I head out and I'm not sure where I'm going to go but I have this sort of, I don't know, like a, a one mile radius. I'll head out and see where it leads me and what I can find and sometimes it's, nothing happens, I can't find anything and I just go home and work with what I've got and other times I'll come back with this real gem of an image or a big pile of books and uh, I'll just get to work just cutting them up and filing them away or making collages straight away from them. So you just sort of never know where it's going to lead. It's just down to sort of luck and serendipity of the day and what unfolds. So you, you wouldn't have an idea in terms of, you wouldn't have like a, a, a concept, a theme in mind before you actually go out and look for these things. You just go out and see um, your unconscious mind, if you like, pick something out. It is, yeah, it's kind of, well, I'm always sort of drawn to certain images and certain themes and they tend to be the things I'm interested in and my concerns and 
just a reflection of who I am and my personality. So I don't know, I would find books on the Antarctic and find images of melting ice caps, you know, connected with the environment, environmental issues that I'm interested in and concerned about, as lots of people are now. And I would kind of match those with totally different images. You know, I sort of had these this pair of eyes that I could match to some melting ice caps and it kind of made it look like tears coming from the from the eyes and uh, that kind of expressed the idea that you know I was concerned about the way the world is and the environment, environmental issues that we're facing now and it just sort of materialised through this collage that I made through just walking around town and finding, picking up these particular books. So it's a combination of your sort of general interest but then when you sort of walk yeah. around it's, it's sort of what you take to your, you know, what seems to match at the, at the time. So yeah. there's a lot of rattling in the background. Yeah. <laughs> we should say we're on a bit of a street as well. Um, Lewis is a, is a tiny little town with lots of little narrow streets. And we're trying so. to find somewhere quiet, but there isn't really. There's not that a great places. deal of places. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's just me just following my interests and my concerns, and and I think subconsciously you just I'm just drawn to certain images, and I have ideas and themes that I work to. So I kind of know what I'm looking for and at the same time I'm still surprised by certain things now and again. So tell me about how you got started in, in your art career in the first place, what made you begin your collage? Um, I, was always, I was always into art as a kid and then I went to art college, did the usual art college route did a degree and I think I finished my degree about the year 1999, 2000 and I just didn't know how, I wasn't ready, I hadn't really developed my ideas fully at that point. I was still unsure of what I wanted to do so I kind of went into something I thought would be creative and pay the bills which was graphic design and I did that for about 10 years and I just felt like it wasn't really fulfilling me as a person and I kind of wanted to go back to the art. So I started making collages which were handmade and simple and I was just sort of doing them in my spare time and off of the computer. So it was like a, an excuse to get off of the computer and start making something with my hands. Yeah, so I start, just started doing those and sort of keeping the collages in a drawer. I was just making them for myself. There, wasn't, there was no plan to sort of start exhibiting them or anything like that. But then I saw the Saatchi Gallery had a a competition for collage art and I thought well I may as well that seems like a good place to, to start and I, I put the collages that I'd made into the competition and it was amazing I mean it basically became a runner-up in the competition and the prize was to show the artwork in the Saatchi gallery. That's pretty amazing isn't it? Yeah. yeah first first time you even yeah. try so, that sort of thing and you're in the Saatchi. Yeah and I you know I never win anything so I was kind of really it was like what what you know how <laughs> suddenly I found myself going up to the Saatchi gallery with my collages under my arm sort of hanging them up on the wall. As it happened they were just opening a print shop a really small tiny little print shop downstairs there and I thought right well I'll make some prints of the artwork and show them to the Saatchi gallery while I'm there and I showed them and they sort of looked at them and said oh well, you know we'll have a think about it and then a couple of days later they said oh we're going to try them in the shop and uh, I was just blown away because wow. you know there's sort of Damien Hurst's and Tracy Emmons and Chapman Brothers work hanging up in there and I thought they're probably just going to say you know we only show really established art artists in this but yeah, they, they put the work up and it, and it sold really well. Wow. And I just kept going, so I just kept bringing new work up 
literally just walking it through the door and saying, do you fancy showing this one now and do you fancy this one? And I'm still doing it now, you know, seven years later. Still showing there, selling my prints and putting originals in, in the Saatchi. Do you remember, do you remember the, the, the piece that you entered for that competition? What, what was it? Yeah, I've still got the piece. I wouldn't sell it because the prize was to show it, but you could also put it up for sale. But I was like, I don't really want to sell it. I kind of, I was quite attached to it. It was, it was literally, it was really simple. It was like sort of 50s image of film stars, like sort of a couple embracing. And I cut out the guy and sort of put a sort of stars and a sort of universe theme behind him. So she's sort of embracing this universe character, silhouetted character. Yeah, it just sort of resonated. It went online and it got, it went a bit viral online and got shared around a lot. So it was obviously something a lot of people related to. So one of the themes that you, you talked about just now was 50s. Mm. That piece of work you say, you know, it's a 50s sort of image that you're taking from a, yeah. from a magazine. Is that, is that a common thing that you're looking for images from that sort of era? Yeah, it just seems to be an era that I'm drawn to. I, I kind of, I feel like, uh, I just really like the colours and the, the way it's printed and sort of just naturally drawn to that era. It just sort of sort of manifests into the artwork. It's just the sort of imagery that I, I start with when I, when I start working on collages. I've started bringing in sort of more modern things, stuff from the 60s and 70s. I've tried using modern imagery and I've kind of got in trouble with it because it's obviously copyrighted. And I mean, the 50s stuff is copyrighted, but because it's old, I think it's a bit more open to, to use. Whereas if you use a modern photographer's work from a newspaper, you know, that they're going to see it or possibly see it and not be happy. They won't. Yeah. So it's, it's best to kind of keep using images that are at least 60 years old and hope for the best that it's going to be OK. Yes. <laughs> So for this section, I just want to ask you about an artist, a piece of work, a show, something that you saw that resonated with you or might have had impact for you. What would that be? I mean, a favourite artist of mine is Peter Doig, the painter Peter Doig. And I remember seeing a, an exhibition of his while I was still working as graphic designer. And we just sort of walked past this walked past where the Saatchi Gallery was on the South Bank, had a, a solo show of his with all these paintings. And there were just like these really massive landscapes, really dreamlike, really sort of big brush strokes, and just sort of like, just really sort of interesting, but almost pure old style of painting. It, it just really inspired me. It made me feel like I want to do this. I want to be an artist and do this sort of thing. Not landscape painting particularly, but the fact that he had just done these paintings and he stuck, to, he, you know, landscapes aren't particularly fashionable or, and at the time he would, be, he would have been there with like Tracy Emmons and Damien Hirst and who were doing all sort of like, you know, sort of cool stuff and he's there painting landscapes. I really liked that he'd stuck to that, it stuck to his guns and that was his own vision and it had come full circle and suddenly he was this big artist now. I mean, I think he's the most expensive living artist. And he's still that sort of slightly unknown in a lot of circles. He's not that big sort of like celebrity thing, um, which I really like as well. So it's going in there and just sort of being immersed by the work that was in front of you. Really. Yeah. And it was just, what was it about the, the what you were seeing that you were? I think it was just the simplicity of the idea. Was, you know, he, his paintings are kind of almost like a memory of being somewhere. You know, it's not, it's, it's not painting from, you know, standing in a field painting the scene, he's kind of painting from a memory or 
had got old photos that he's then sort of left on the studio floor and you know spilt tea on and then they've kind of gone a funny colour and then he's kind of painted that funny colour that's in the photo and so I like the sort of the thinking behind it, the process and then the, the simplicity of a painting on a wall. It, it's nothing more simple than that and that's to me it's quite an old-fashioned way of looking at art and I quite like that. I, I'm, I'm not really into the sort of video art or you know I think it's cool if you want to do that but I kind of like pictures on walls. It just inspired me to, to have a go myself. Shall we have a yeah. quick wander around the town and see yep. if we can, I don't know, see anything of interest? And yeah, yeah, see what we can find. We can talk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's have a look around. Yeah, one of the things that you talked about, you know, just, just now was um, your interests and, and you sort of touched on your, your, your concerns around the environment. Is, is that the, co the key thing that comes out in your work or are there any other sort of themes? I guess there's a lot of themes. It's kind of like, I don't know, a lot of it recently is my interest in the world that we live in. I'm sort of becoming more aware of how we live our lives. So we kind of live in quite a sort of autopilot mode of not really sort of looking up at the world and appreciating the moment that we're in. I feel like a lot of people live for the future. Like, oh, if only I had this, or only if things were different, or if things were like that, then I'd be happy. I, I, I want the artwork to point out that the world is quite sort of amazing. I mean, if you look up the night sky and you and really look at it, and I can't help but be in total awe of that. We, as we get older, we tend to lose that childlike awe and inspiration of the world and just sort of like don't really see it anymore. So I'm kind of like trying to pick out imagery which sort of emphasizes that, you know. I mean, I've got an image where there's like the planet Earth on this platter, it's held by sort of like a, a hand on a platter. It was used for like um, a Tears for Fears album cover. But it was, it was really about, you know, like here, we've got this amazing planet and it's given to us, it's right here, but we're not really appreciating it and you kind of are consuming it. So the, the platter was like, you know, it's served up on a, on a platter for us. So there's something about sort of environment concern for the planet that's coming out. You use these words awe and wonder as well. Yeah. And, and just, you know, the glory, I suppose, of things that are around us. Yeah, it's just noticing the everyday stuff, like the small stuff, you know, just like, you know, just the feel of the sun on your face and taking a deep breath and just looking around and just sort of appreciating that you're, you're here and you're experiencing this at this time. And uh, I kind of want to point that out in the artwork that we can, we can sort of, we've got everything we need. We don't need to kind of sort of aspire for this sort of tomorrow version of ourselves. We can be here and now and that's enough. Mm. Or that can be enough for people. So it's that and then it's also concerns about, you know, the sort of damage we are doing to the planet through the sort of consumeristic lifestyle that we lead. Buying things. And, and just discarding. That yeah, discard, you know, with the whole plastic issue now in the sea, you just throw things away. And, burn fossil fuels and all of that stuff you know and it's it's going to get to a tipping point it is at a tipping point and it's it's tied in with that appreciation of the world that we live in and if we can appreciate it and maybe we'll look after it a bit better and is this something that you that sort of these themes or something you've always been interested in or is this something that's emerged as you've developed your artwork i think it's something i've always been interested in i've always as a kid i was always found the, the natural world a really interesting place I just felt like, you know, you sort of look at the news as a kid and think places run by nutters. It's, 
we're so out of touch with the natural order of things and that was really apparent to me as a kid and it just still feels like the case now. So obviously we work with Art Republic. Tell me about how you got involved with, with Art Republic and how you work with them. I think I just sort of approached uh, Lawrence. I went to the, went to the uh, gallery with some prints under my arm, and as, as I do, kind of presented them to him and he kind of looked at them and was like, oh, that one's okay. Maybe that one, not so, you know, this one needs to be better quality. I was still, it's still quite early on and I was still finding the right way to print the work digitally or with silk screen. I found that the silk screens were coming out better quality and I preferred that look. So I, I produced more silk screens and came back with them to him and showed them and uh, they started trying them out in the gallery and they did pretty well and ever since I've been showing my work. That was pretty soon after the Saatchi. Yeah, yeah, it was maybe a year or so later. How did you find that transition from being, you know, just you know, a graphic designer to mm. actually pretty much having that big, big launch with with Asachi, and suddenly you've got interest from from galleries like Art Republic? I, yeah, it was just like really, really great. You know, I, I I kind of really appreciated it, and it just so happened that all my graphic design work was starting to dry up. I think it was a recession, the last recession, and uh, I just thought, well, it's now or never. I'm going to start making more of these prints and more of the artwork, and really going for it, approaching these galleries you know really taking it seriously treating it like this is how I'm going to make my living now and see where it leads me so I just went full pelt with that viewpoint of it's going to be my job now and it sort of has I still kind of can't believe it and every month is still a little bit like is it going to be okay to carry on doing this I think if you just believe and have self-belief in what you're doing and let it all work out then these things tend to just work out you know a lot of people in recession don't think of becoming full-time artists no. so you think about holding down yeah so what you might consider to be a normal job. That's yeah. quite a bold move. It was bold, it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, we'd also just moved house and I just bought a house. I had this mortgage to pay, and the kids to support. And just, you know, I, I guess I've always looked at like the regular rules of society don't really apply to me. So I, I kind of just go on how I feel and hope that it will work out and that's sort of seems to have worked so far. So you must have had a lot of confidence there, just a real sort of surety about yourself to, to do that in that environment. You just bought a house, you've got the kids. Yeah. Suddenly, uh... When you have to survive, then you find a way. You know, if, if I didn't have those pressures, maybe I wouldn't have worked so hard because I wouldn't have had to. If someone, you know, say if I was being supported by some rich family or something like that, I just, you know, would, might have sat back. But because I had to survive, there was no other option other to be in a lot of trouble, I, I just had to make it work. A lot of it was just sort of visualising that this is going to work and visualising where I was going to take it, where it was going to lead to, and then manifesting it through taking action, making prints and planning the next one and going out and thinking about the artwork really deeply and deciding what it is I wanted to say and having a real vision. Sounds yeah. like there's a lot of, sort of positive self-talk, sort of yeah. pushing yourself through the doubt there. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of am a believer in you can manifest a, a reality that you want through your thoughts. If you just stick to that mindset and take away the negative thoughts, like, oh, this has never worked for me, I'll never be this, and then you take away all that doubt. It might be, you know, completely wrong, but at least you haven't defeated yourself at that point. Because if you defeat, if you, you know, at first when I left art college, I defeated myself by saying, I'll never be an artist, I don't know how to make this a full-time job. 
so I'll go and work as a graphic designer. And so it took 10 years to figure that out. That, and I kicked myself for it because I could have had 10 years head start, you know, m more work behind me by now. Or, or maybe you needed to sort of get it right in your own mind yeah. in terms of what you, you could and uh, yeah. could do at the time. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't ready at that time, so I just uh, had to do this other job. Do you think career. there's something in that in terms of just being sort of ready, being sort of emotionally prepared to take that leap to be in, being an artist to really be, be sure about your work? Yeah, I think you've got to have being the right headspace to, to make that leap and you've got to have the vision of the type of work you're going to make and then follow it through and, and see it through. If you're sort of dabbling, which I was at the time, dabbling all different ideas, trying to make like a, a sound sculpture and then a, some light installation and then, I don't know, a painting, an ultra-realistic painting. It was like, what am I, you know, what is my identity? Where, and I was trying all these things out and I was like, I, I don't like, I didn't like that, I don't like that, I didn't really enjoy making that. What is it? What is it I want to do? And this, there's so many avenues with art, it's such a broad spectrum. It's like, that's why I narrowed down all, all the parameters. Like, I sort of set these rules where it was, right, I'm going to work from found imagery, they're going to be collages. I can only really put two or three images together. I can't work on a computer. You know, I just took away all of those options. And as soon as I did that, I found like a voice. Which, I did, which before was like lost in all this noise of, oh, I'm going to try this now. And all of that stuff is great to try. And I needed to do it. But what I find personally, when you bring down the parameters, you can find a more coherent voice. So you were trying a lot of different things then. So, so the Joe Webb that we see now and the work that we do now is actually, there's a lot that's gone before. Yeah, there load, loads of stuff. Skip loads of stuff. You know, literally in a skip and thrown away. Well, that sounds Probably like... for the best. <laughs> oh, right. We don't want anyone to see it, do we not? Yeah, it was like photographs. I spent most of my degree in a dark room, like pouring bleach on photographs and double exposing images and yeah, trying all sorts of weird and wonderful ideas. Uh, yeah, I don't know really what that was all about. I just had to do it. Yeah, but at least you tried it, I suppose. Yeah, you know, like, giving yeah, it a go. To, yeah, it was like trying to develop a language, trying to develop a, a visual voice and a, a way of communicating through experimenting with ideas and materials. And all, all, all the time, the theme coming out of that, you know, you're always trying something with your hands, you know, throwing bleach or making something or cutting something up. Yeah. It's quite a, it seems to be quite a physical act that you enjoy mm. with your work. Would that be? Yeah, I think so. I think it is that connection with just using your hands. And again, it's, it can't really be much more simple than that. There's no tools involved. There's no, there's no computers involved. There's no, you know, it's literally just your hands, maybe a paintbrush or some scissors and just your ideas. So it's like a real connection. It's like a really shortcut to a connection with, from your mind to an image. Joe, um, thanks very much. Um, that's been really insightful to learn about your work and thanks for talking to Art Related Nonsense. Mm -hmm.